0: Hello and welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max, and I am an alcoholic, and I am uh, a believer as well, and I'm sober today only by the 12-step fellowships. So I just I want to jump in today. Today we're going to take a look at the 23rd Psalm. Uh, it is famous and it's it's uh, popular with many. Um, the 23rd Psalm, it shows this picture how God can be our shepherd. And so we're going to look at um, how our recovery and our faith and even how Jesus interacts with that. Let me read it to you to st- set the scene. But here's the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He lakes, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love or goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The 23rd Psalm is a familiar one to most people. It's a psalm of faith. Um, And it's also uh, an image. We see the image of Jesus as a shepherd throughout scripture. Um, and so, before we jump in, I want there are four different types of shepherds that we see Jesus referred to as, uh, whether self-identifying or someone else refers to him. The first one is, Jesus is. He says, "I am the good shepherd," uh, and he said that in John ten eleven. A good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He's willing to die for his sheep. The second one is, Jesus was the great shepherd. As seen in Hebrews thirteen twenty, a great shepherd equips us with everything good to do his will. The third one is Jesus is the chief shepherd, and we can see that in First Peter five four. The chief sh- shepherd will give us a crown of glory, and finally, our shepherd, the twenty third Psalm, we see it. This psalm was written by David, an older David, who had experienced the trials and tribulations of life. Like many of us who find ourselves in recovery, we went through the difficult times. There were times that led us, whether it's right at our our bottom or even in early sobriety, that led us to this moment. And so we had difficult times. It's in the reflection of these life experiences. David, who was a man after God's own heart, had adultery. He lied, he had murder. Like he had all these crazy things happen. And then he had the revelation that in the in the course of being uh, seeking and finding forgiveness that God is my shepherd. He's the one who takes care of me. So, let me share with you some of the attributes of our shepherd Jesus. That you may need, um, and it paints the picture from the twenty-third psalm, and it, it kind of supports your journey in recovery. That one of the attributes of a shepherd is we have a sense of belonging. That revelation hits David. He's my shepherd. There's this realization. It's it's almost like saying for a person of faith um, now. I belong to Jesus. No longer is God holding on to my hand, but I am now holding on to God's hand. God's not some obscure being in heaven. Um, it tells us in Isaiah 59:1, "Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear." So, this our Shepherd gives us a sense of belonging. And isn't that what we gravitated toward in recovery? That sense of fellowship, that sense of community, that we weren't alone, that we weren't in this journey alone. We get a sense of assurance. I shall not be in want. God has been supplying the needs of all of his created people for thousands of years. What's really interesting about when it says, I shall not want, it is both in in the present and the future tense in the ancient language which basically means I shall not be in want today or in the future. God takes care of all of our needs. And so we have this sense of assurance. Another attribute of a shepherd is we have a sense of peace. He makes me lie down in green pastures. When sheep are tired, they don't graze. So the shepherd finds a resting place. And without peace in our own lives, how often will we make the wrong decisions Will we rationalize Will we try to explain away a bad behavior or bad motive so sometimes we need exactly that that sense of peace Jesus tells us in John 14 27 my peace I leave with you my peace I give to you I don't give to you as the world gives so do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid Jesus is the Prince of peace we're interacting our higher power is the God of peace another attribute of a Shepherd is we get a sense of protection even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death there are times when we go through dark valleys valleys of shadow are dark and bitter experiences many of them chronicled in our fourth step that we share in the fifth step many chronicled in the eighth step that we share in the ninth step but we're given comfort for you god you're my shepherd you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me a shepherd uses a rod for defense, like a billy club. There's actually a story where David, earlier in his life, uh, fought a bear and a lion with uh, that club. And then a shepherd uses a staff for safety. They use the the crook to help bring the lamb back onto the path. God protects and defends. And above all, though, God, you are with us. God protects and defends us, and as we see that, the final attribute that I want to highlight this today is a sense of communion. Surely goodness and love, or sometimes goodness and mercy, will follow me. In olden days, in ancient times, people who were wealthy had two footmen walking behind them, protecting them. And this verse is like telling us that God's love for us. Um, it's it's like having the footman of goodness and love goodness and mercy behind us protecting us uh, sh- you know making sure that harm doesn't come our way god assures us i will let never leave you nor forsake you you will not be alone and it takes me to a couple of the readings in the big book of aa one of the things that it reminds me of as we're on this path, we're on this journey and we require or need a shepherd are the fifth step promises, one of my favorite passages in all of the recovery literature. It says, we pocket our pride and we go to it, it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye, We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our Creator, our Shepherd. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the drink problem or the drug problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we're on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe, with our shepherd, the one that is leading and protecting us. And that leads us right into what I think also complements this this, uh, scripture is the seven-step prayer. When we're ready, we say something like this, my creator, my shepherd. I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. And so as we are uh, doing our bidding with the shepherd, the, the recovery literature tells us our real purpose is to fit ourselves of max to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. The shepherd allows us to do that, protects us, makes a way for us to be able to do that. Now, it also tells us that the spiritual life, it's not a theory. Um, we must live it. We have to live it. Um, it's not just something that we think about. We have to live it out. We have to serve others. We have to keep others in mind. And then that leads us, and this is all within three or four pages within the big book. There there are all these things, one right after the other. It leads us into what are the ninth step promises. I read the fifth step promises, but listen to these ninth step promises. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we're going to be amazed Before we're halfway through, we're gonna know a new freedom and a new happiness. We're gonna know um, we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scales we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self pity will disappear. We'll lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-sleeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Life won't change, but our outlook, our attitude will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God, our shepherd, is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Our shepherd and our recovery and our faith, they complement one another so, so well. I want to close with two different stories. And um, there was this American tourist in Israel, and he saw this man driving these sheep through the center of town. And he said, excuse me, sir, in the Bible it said a shepherd leads, but you're driving the sheep. And the man looked at him, I said, I'm not a shepherd, I'm the butcher. Meaning, our shepherd, Jesus, he'll never force us. He's never going to drive us. He will lead us if we let him lead us. And so that's the beauty of the shepherd versus the butcher. We don't have a relationship or faith in someone who's going to push or drive us, but we do have someone who will lead us. And let me just close with this story. There's a story of an old man and a young man on the same platform before this vast audience of people. And as part of this special program, each of them were asked to repeat from memory the words of the 23rd Psalm. Now the young man, he he was trained in the best speech techniques and drama, and he gave um, this single silver-tongued oration, the words of the Psalm. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, And when he had finished, the audience clapped their hands and cheered, and they asked for him to give an encore so that they might hear again his wonderful voice. Then the old man, leaning heavily on his cane, stepped to the front of that same platform and in a feeble, shaking voice repeated the same words, The Lord is my shepherd. But when he seated, no sound came from the audience. There was no asking to do it again. And in the silent, the young man stood up to make the following statement. Friends, I wish to make an explanation. You asked me to come back and repeat the psalm, but you remained silent when my friend here was seated. The difference, I shall tell you. I know the psalm, but he knows the shepherd. Today, my encouragement to you from Studio RC is to not just know the psalm, and a lot of us do. Know the shepherd, the one who wants to take care of you, the one who wants to lead and guide you, the one who wants to give you that sense of belonging and community. That shepherd has this incredible love for you. May you be encouraged both in your recovery and your faith today. And remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time. We'll be right back. back.